Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Shafia Bagnier on the line. How are you? Hi. Hi, Michael. I am doing great. Thank you. And how are you doing? I am doing awesome. Doing awesome. So we've chatted a few times, uh, met, and I forgot what event we were, uh, you know, virtual event anyway, that we were talking about. I don't even remember which one it was. Now, come to think of it, I can look at my CRM and figure that out, but I'll do that later. But one of the things that, you know, intrigued me about you is the work that you do. And especially in, in the outsourcing arena. And I think, especially during this pandemic, there's a lot of opportunities for organizations to outsource some things that are difficult for them to do remotely or working from home. So tell us a little bit about you and the organization that you help. Yes, so I, I am kind of a one-man army in terms of being an organization because I also work with a lot of freelancers a lot of very, very trusted contacts, outsourcers. And I do have, yes, busy entrepreneurs and small businesses to automate and outsource their time-consuming tasks. And the goal is to do it without sacrificing the profit. And, of course, if they want to avoid burnout and also get as efficient as possible, I do my best to help them with this. Um, And, yes, in this COVID situation, they do realize, so a lot of organizations did realize that the Quite a few things can be done remotely and it's not necessary to be always in one place with the whole team. So obviously outsourcing has becoming a bigger thing for such small businesses. And yes, the opportunity is obviously there, but I'd like to emphasize that if you think about outsourcing, you should think about it in an efficient and operational way. So that's why I call myself as an operational outsourcing manager. I think that kind of describes uh, what I mean regarding outsourcing and how it should be. I've always been a big fan of it because a lot of organizations spin their wheels working on things that they're really not good at. And when you outsource to people that specialize in a particular task, it just makes things easier. And it's worth every nickel because you waste so much time on things that aren't good for you that you just can't do it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or even a big business it's like there's just certain things that organizations aren't really good at and by outsourcing uh, those tasks makes it so much easier and even you know with the you know some of the clients that i've dealt with you know i look at areas and i go okay that might be something that could be outsourced and and expertise goes there just so to streamline the organization one and also to make things uh, a little bit easier to work in this uh, working remotely or working from home environment that we find ourselves in. And even at the time of this recording, you know, we're seeing uh, global cases of COVID-19 increasing, but uh, I, I was actually tested earlier this week and it's negative. So um, I've, I've dodged it so far. Thankful for that. But uh, at the end of the day, it's uh, the cases are increasing. And I, I think that this working remotely and working from home uh, for many people are going to be, you know, the norm for a considerable period of time. Well, into 2021 for sure. 
Yeah, I'm glad to hear that you are uh, safe and everything is uh, going well. Yeah, it seems that uh, I also managed to get away from this at least for a while. Let's see how, what does the future come. But I do agree with you that the COVID situation is, is just a part of our reality right now. And remote working is also a part of our reality. But I I do believe, and that's my personal opinion opinion on the whole remote remote working scene, is that it's not just about COVID. I see it as a chance that uh, companies do realize that remote working has a very, very beneficial effect on the company. It reduces costs, it reduces office costs, it increases the well-being and the work-life balance of the employees. It helps a lot. It improves the efficiency in some way if it is managed well. So there are a lot of ways how you can use remote work more efficiently than than we did in the past. And I think COVID situation is a very unlucky situation, but helps us to, you know, underline this possibility to be able to go remote. I've had the fortune to be able to work remotely throughout my career. And I find that, you know, the productivity increases. And when you outsource things that, you know, a lot, maybe you have some staff that are doing a bunch of things, but if you outsource some of their tasks to allow them to focus the work that only they can do, you know, their work improves. The quality of their work improves. The efficiency, excuse me, improves. And also it it reduces the stress because there's so many things that, especially right now where work, uh, even several months into this pandemic, there are certain things that are very difficult to do remotely if the organization hasn't pivoted and made things more accessible in an online type of situation. And it's, uh, for organizations, you know, look for those opportunities to outsource those things that are problematic or giving you trouble. And everyone should know what they are. Talk with your teams, talk with everybody and say, hey, you know, what's working well with working remotely? What's difficult? Okay, what can we do to make that easier uh, to do it? And, and oftentimes outsourcing some things makes a big difference. Yes, indeed, for, for the employees and also for the employers as well. So the small companies, small entrepreneurs, that's quite a big difference. And don't forget when you hire someone in-house, uh, this person going to be either a full-time employee or a part-time employee, but you still have to cover like at least four hours a day with tasks for them to make it viable to hire them clearly. And this person, I'm sure they are great, uh, or your in-house employees, but there can be tasks that they cannot cover because you are not a huge enterprise with like every possible talents of the world. So maybe they are not a great graphic designer and you don't have anyone who is coding graphic design in, in-house and you don't even have like four hours a day work of graphic designing, but still you need graphics to be like nice and put on your website and maybe on your social media posts, but it's like not a full-time, not even a part-time job for someone who is right now in-house. That means that it's completely worth to outsource it. Get someone who is great in graphic design, who is like uh, experienced enough to do that and flexible enough to accept the fact that that's not a part-time job. It's just, you know, a project or an ongoing project. Maybe it can go for a long time, but still it's just part of it. And if this process set up wisely, because then all the communications between you, your employees, and the outsourcer goes efficiently, then you can get a very, very great way of posting your social media post with a great graphic design because you did an operational outsourcing decision. 
Yeah, it makes so much sense when people do this. So what's some of the common, I want to say arguments, but hurdles um, that a lot of organizations put up when you start discussing with them the benefits of outsourcing? What are some things that they don't necessarily see right away? Oh, there are tons of benefits and tons of threats as well. So I don't want to lie to you and don't want to, you know, just highlight the benefits. Uh, There are risks associated in this process, of course. Having said that, yes, so the benefits. You can use the geological arbitrage. You can hire someone out of the U.S., out of Canada, out of Western countries and look around in Eastern Europe, Africa, Asia, you name it. I can uh, list a lot of territories where you can offer a fair price of their work, but it's still lower than if someone would come to your office and work from your same country. Let's be honest, sometimes they say... Sometimes they argue that it's not a fair thing. I do think that if you pay a fair price what your outsourcer is asking for their job, uh, which is enough them to provide their life in this area they are living in, I still think that's, that's a fair deal and that's okay. Uh, another advantage, uh, the time zone difference. A lot of people is afraid of the time zone difference and I admit that it can be hard because you cannot necessarily just uh, jump into the same call with all of your people and team all around the world because they might be sleeping. But the good thing that is while you are sleeping, they can get things done. If you only work with people who are like just in the same area, in the same office, in the same country you are living in, uh, then chances are that when you are sleeping, they are sleeping as well. When you are not able to answer a client query, they are not able to answer a client query. But if somebody from the other part of the world is already awake, then they can work at that time. They can uh, help your clients. They can support them. So that's another example of uh, of benefits which you have to consider because that's, that's a big step to go ahead of your competitors to serve your clients better, to have more hands in the process. So uh, in this way, you can afford to have more people supporting your clients or supporting your processes than if everyone would be in-house. And again, it makes so much sense for so many organizations to utilize you know these opportunities, and especially now with the advent of you know online access, and there's all kinds of different providers out there uh, to basically do just about anything. You know, I, you know, any of my graphics I have done uh, is outsourced. My podcast editing is outsourced. Uh, the accounting type of stuff outsourced. Uh, some of my content uh, that's created for you know, my organization is, is done by others besides myself. Social media is you know shared you know using you know a lot of different you know mechanisms. So I'm not on there, even though you can go on my social media and you see that I post things all the time. Well, I'm not on social media right now, and I know that there's posts being done right now. I'm I'm talking with you that's being done and it, it's it allows you just to focus on the things that only you as an organization or you as an individual can do and when you do that um, it, it helps reduce the stress it helps prevent burnout because as an entrepreneur or small business owner or even you know uh, someone leading a large organization there's a lot of things that need to be addressed and you cannot do them all. You just can't. It's not possible unless you're going to work 18 hour days. And well, that's not healthy for anybody. You need to take a break and 
by outsourcing some of these things. And it, it helps one boost the economy, a global economy, because, you know, when you hire somebody to do something, you're, you're allowing them to earn a living uh, doing something that they enjoy doing and they're really good at. And it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's graphic design or accounting or podcast editing or anything else. So um, what, what's, and this is kind of a out of the box kind of question. You know, what's probably the strangest outsourcing um, request or um, project that you've been aware of, of somebody saying, oh, can I outsource this kind of work? What's, what's kind of the out of the ordinary that we wouldn't think about? Um, we covered a planning, uh, a travel planning for a pilgrimage. So the guy went to the Camino in Spain, you know, the, uh, this uh, St. Jacob route, and uh, he outsourced the task to organize the whole story. Uh, he did just a part of it and with the accommodations and the planning on what to wear, what kind of boots to buy, uh, what equipment do they need. So all sorts of things we needed to do a research and it was a project thing. But he was just too busy with his business to figure out this this part. They went on with a friend to this trip and, uh, and he asked us to cover the task that he was supposed to do by himself. It was completely like a private kind of thing, but uh, we could perfectly do the research part and even provide him with a nice uh, material to be able to prepare for this personal trip. But still, it meant him a half because uh, he didn't have to do it himself. Well, that's a great example of just something that's kind of out there that you wouldn't necessarily think of uh, outsourcing. And it, it, the sky's the limit when it comes to you know, what you could outsource, not only from your business, but even in your personal life. You know, we, you know, a lot of people outsource, you know, their daycare, for example. Daycare is outsourcing, if you think about it. You know, it they're watching your children while you're able to do something. Um, and, or having a nanny, you're outsourcing somebody to, you know, mm-hmm. take your, clean your house. And, in or the landscapers or somebody to mow your lawn, or if you're in a winter climate, you know, to shovel your driveway and sidewalks and things like that. That's all, that's all being outsourced. And it's, again, it's doing those things that one, either A, you don't want to do, or B, maybe you're really not good at. And, you know, yeah. it's, it, 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 delegation is a beautiful thing. And it just allows you, again, to focus on what you can do and just makes it easier for you. It's good that you mentioned these questions because these are the typical questions I ask uh, from my clients that what are the things that you, are hate, you hate doing because most probably you are procrastinating it, you are not uh, doing the best job because simply you hate it. Uh, what are the most time-consuming tasks for you so what you feel like you are just wasting your time on and uh, what are the tasks that someone could do better and that's the toughest question because if you are like an entrepreneur who believes that I can do anything and Yes, I believe you can, but you don't have to. And, uh, and probably there is someone out there who can do it better or quicker, maybe not better, but at least quicker and more efficiently than uh, you spending a lot of time on it. So these are my favorite questions I always ask for my clients when we try to figure out how to proceed. And it's always enlightening because I agree with you. A lot of entrepreneurs are very proud of themselves and they say, well, I can do everything. Well, if you do everything, you won't accomplish anything because you're trying to do way too many oh, yeah. things. It's like you you run a restaurant and you're the cook, you're the waiter, you're the cleanup staff, you're everything. Uh, and you're not going to be able to serve 
that many people because you're not going to have time to take care of all of those orders because you have to go back and cook it. Well, someone needs to take the order. Someone needs to clean it up. Someone needs to set the table. All of these things. That's why uh, it, it's best for everybody to have you know, a specific role and and do the things that are good for them. And and otherwise, they just they won't. Their time will limit what they're able to do. Yes, and uh, I love that you mentioned the example of a restaurant. Uh, so you can have a one-man a army restaurant just, uh, you know, cooking something easy and giving it for one or two tables, like a tiny little place. Then if you want to go a little bit bigger and have like more than two tables, then probably you need to have a cook, a waiter, at least, and someone organizing the whole story. And uh, if you just keep adding more cooks and more waiters to the restaurant, like just giving them more space and more people in it, but you don't organize how do they communicate, who is doing what, what is their responsibility, who goes to the client to take the order, who going to cook it, which part of the process, who going to clean the dishes, whatsoever. So if this is not organized, and that's what I call operational outsourcing, because this is the core of the whole story, which is invisible. It's not seen by the client, the agreement about the communications. And sometimes we don't even realize that we have these operations, but every company, every business which works, they do have operations and they are key and important. And especially when we are talking about working remotely and outsourcing, if these operations are not properly in place, then it will lead to a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of mistakes in the process. And that's what you need to avoid when you are outsourcing. And that's where you have to go on an operational way to outsourcing to be more efficient and more successful in outsourcing. Love how you mentioned that because everybody thinks, well, here, I'm just going to hand this off and there's no coordination or guidance or instructions. And if you do that, well, the results you're going to get are going to be either limited or they're not going to be what you want because you didn't provide enough instruction to the group or individual that you've delegated or outsourced something to, and they're not going to do a good job because they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. And just because you say, okay, I'm outsourcing this, that means I don't have to keep an eye on it. Now that's a big, big mistake to think that way because you're, you're basically with outsourcing in a way, you're, you're growing your team, even though they're not necessarily part of your team. So you don't have to cover their insurance benefits or any of that other fun stuff. You, they're your team. You, you're they're do, serving your business. But they're a component of the business. They're a supplier or a vendor or whatever you want to refer to them as. And they're a critical part in order for you to accomplish the other things. It's you know using an assembly line thing. It's like, well... You want to make sure that by the time that that car is at the end of the assembly line, all the parts are in it. And if somebody doesn't put a part in it, depending on what that part is, it could be really problemsome and that car won't work the way that it's supposed to or at all. And that's what I always try to make my solopreneur clients aware of, that they do have operations. And the communication, even if they are just one person, is important. So. When, when you as a solopreneur sit down, take an order from a client, whatever business you are in, and uh, you book an appointment, put together a price list, whatsoever. So these kind of things are processes. And you have some sort of standardization because you have the habit of doing it in a certain way. And you make sure that you yourself have all the information during the process, what you need to have. And when you want someone to help you in these processes and a little bit step back, 
maybe just one part of the story, then you have to have it written down. You have to have it be very, very clear that how will your graphic designer know what are your brand colors. You can, or you can hire the best graphic designer on the world if you don't tell them that what is your brand design, what is behind your brand, and they won't be able to create uh, social media posts which are aligned with your brand. You have to give it this information. You have to be organized about it. How many designs do you need a week for your social media? How do, will they send it? Is it an email or they will just Facebook message you or upload it to a Google Drive? How it's going to happen? How will the information come to arrive to you? Or to someone else who will use the information, who will post it, uh, who will be responsible to prepare the post itself, the hashtags, the, you know, so many things you can mention in just this little tiny example. Every entrepreneurs have processes, even if they don't realize. If you start to think about what you are doing in a way that, yes, this is a process, then you will be so likely to notice that there are gaps, there are issues, or what's working very well, so you can duplicate this well-working way of working to another task as well so processes are important yeah it's just because you don't know you're not doing it doesn't mean you can't ignore what's being done it's such important lessons that we've talked about today so loved our conversation today where can people find out more about you and this awesome work that you're doing and also wait a minute before we go there you, you you've got a course coming out too i almost forgot about that i just looked at the notes so let's talk about the course real quick and then and then you can share where people can find you Yes, so the course will be posted by the end of this uh, year, I believe. That's the plan, at least. Um, and it's going to be about how to upgrade your business beyond your capabilities. So how to use automation and outsourcing for your favor, how to make the decision. Uh, so by the end of the course, if you go on this free course, you're going to be able to decide uh, whether it's outsourcing for you and what tasks can you outsource and uh, how to manage the risk. And I think that's the most important part. I will rise the question of the risky things, what you are afraid of when you think about outsourcing and how to minimize the risk. So be as safe as possible. So if you would like to get in touch with me, please look for my processes. I have a website, which is myprocess.es. I'm not Spanish. It's just the joke with the letters. So myprocess.es stands for my processes. And go to YouTube, search for my processes. I have a channel there. And also you can find me on Instagram with my processes. I'll definitely have that information in the show notes. So always great to talk with you. Thanks so much for your time today. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I'm also always glad to cooperate with you. I hope we can get in touch soon again. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of The Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.